0: It's good to be here again and to fellowship with you in your kitchen, your living room, or wherever you may be. And while I speak day after day on this broadcast to persons who believe the Lord Jesus Christ, who have trusted in him as their Savior, and who have found that forgiveness which he came to bring to those for whom he died on that cross, Nevertheless, there may be at times guests who are visiting with Christians who regularly listen who aren't Christians. And there may be people in that home who aren't Christians, members of the household who listen to this broadcast. Indeed, some of the persons who think they are Christians may actually not be Christians because these individuals have been trusting in something to save them that really does not save. Maybe their church, their good works, their baptism, some ceremonies, trusting in something other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So every once in a while, I'd like to talk to the regular listeners on this broadcast about this very important matter. It may be that the problems you're having don't stem from problems in Christian living. They stem rather from the fact that you're not a Christian. And you can't live as a Christian does unless you are. So I'd just like to take an opportunity, oh, ever so often, to say something about the gospel. A lot of people talk about the gospel. And you hear people saying, uh, believe the gospel, or I preach the gospel, or so many people were saved. And you hear these terms thrown around, and you hear them all the time on uh, this radio broadcast, perhaps and on other broadcasts on this station. But perhaps all those words are just words to you. They may be so much pleasant Christian jargon and nothing more. They may not really have much meaning. Well, I'd just like to take this opportunity to define a few of those terms and to define them in personal ways that will mean something perhaps to you and help you to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. The first thing is this word, gospel. People will tell you all sorts of things that they say are the gospel. And we have phrases like the gospel truth and so on. You know what that word gospel really means? It means good news. That's what it means. It's just another word for the simple words good news. Now, you know, good news is not good news to people who don't realize that they need that news. For instance, if uh, someone were to walk into your house today and say, now just sit still, everything's fine, you're all right, uh, you'll be okay, we've sent for the ambulance, it'll be here in a few moments, they'll bring the stretcher in, they'll put you on it, and they'll rush you to the hospital, and you'll be okay. You, you might kind of look with a, uh, a puzzled look at that person and say, huh, what do you mean, what are you talking about? Uh, I, I don't even know that I'm sick. What are you What are you sending for an ambulance for? I feel all right. There's nothing wrong with me. Well, you know, unless you know you're sick, unless you know you've got a problem, unless you know there's a difficulty, you're not interested in a solution. And a lot of people who hear about the good news say, uh, good news, uh, good news. What do you mean, good news? And the reason why they uh, they don't respond to the gospel is because they haven't first heard the bad news. And the gospel, therefore, comes in the light of the bad news, or maybe we should say against the darkness of the bad news. As Paul talks about the gospel, he says in 1 Corinthians 15, this is the gospel which I preached to you by which you are saved. And here it is. I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. Here's the first point of the gospel, and there are two points to the gospel, Two facts, two things to remember about the gospel. First, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Here's the second thing. And that he was buried and that he arose the third day according to the Scriptures. But you notice the whole thing begins with the words, Christ died for our sins. Until a man recognizes that he's in a desperate state before God that he is a sinner who has broken all of God's laws and who stands condemned before that God, who from the very day that he was born, he was born a sinner into this world who needed to be forgiven by God and who because God is a perfect God and his heaven is a perfect heaven could never get to heaven unless he became perfect. That is, unless all of his sins were forgiven and he were to receive a perfect righteousness which is not of his own doing because he can't as a sinner do anything perfectly righteous. Unless he is forgiven and receives a perfect righteousness, he could never get to heaven. You see, a lot of people don't believe the gospel because they don't recognize that it really is good news. And the reason they don't recognize that it's good news is because they don't realize the desperate situation in which they stand. Every man, woman, and child is born into this world headed toward hell. He's on the wrong road, he's not headed toward God. He's condemned. He's in bad shape. There's plenty of bad news first that he needs to hear. But when he recognizes that fact, and he's concerned about the fact that if he were to go to bed tonight and never awaken to the light of another day, that he would not awaken in God's heaven, in God's pleasure and in God's place, but rather awaken in the awful place called hell where there is nothing but everlasting punishment. When a man comes to that point of recognition of his terrible and desperate state before god then he's ready for good news and so you see the pharisees didn't consider the gospel good news they just said well you know who who is this man and what's he talking about there's nothing wrong with us and anybody like that today won't recognize the gospel for what it is but a person who comes like that publican did and says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, who recognizes his need for the mercy and propitiation of God, that is, making God to look upon us uh, with favor rather than with disfavor as he does now because of our sin. Anyone who recognizes that need sees the gospel for what it truly is, good news. And here is the good news, that everyone who believes that Jesus Christ died on the cross in his place, bearing the guilt and the punishment and the wrath of God that he deserved for his sins. Everyone who believes that and also believes that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead bodily on that third day, if he believes that message, that news about Jesus Christ, the very moment he believes his sins are forgiven, he becomes a child of God, And instead of the awful record which he has accumulated on the books, God expunges all of that and in its place writes in the very righteous record of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. That person is not only forgiven the moment he believes, but he is counted righteous. He is made on the books to be as if he had lived the very life that Jesus Christ himself lived. That is good news, isn't it? You can't get to heaven your way. I can't get to heaven by my ceremonies or my goodness or my works or whatever I try to do. The good news really boils down to this. What we couldn't do for ourselves, Christ Jesus did for us. That's why he had to come. If we could do it, his coming would have been in vain. But he came to die in the place of all those who trust in him as their Savior. Will you believe? Will you depend upon what he did today? That's what the word faith, belief, trust really boils down to. Dependence upon these two things that he did. That he died on the cross in the place of guilty sinners and rose bodily from the dead. Lord, help some today who are having the basic problem of life to find its solution in Jesus Christ. We pray in his name. Amen.